And it's right on 10 o'clock. How's that for a start? It's Laurie Mode here from Outdoors New South Wales and ACT here for another Friday Connect and Share. And thank you for joining us online. And uh, for those watching recording, hope you're having a great day and you can catch up on what's going on. Today, we're just going to go through some of the need to knows um, that we have in the industry. Uh, it might be a short session or a long session, depending on how the conversation goes, but uh, we'll get stuck into it. And um, we are up to 151. And a big thanks to Helen for doing our 150th celebration last week. Uh, 150. Uh, Connect and shares. Who would have thought we'd get that far? But um, look, it's obvious that uh, you guys are getting a lot out of these sessions. So we will continue to do these uh, as long as you keep telling us that they're useful. So um, as I say, every Friday, 10 o'clock, we're here, whether you are watching online or in recording. But before we get into the need to knows of today, I'd love to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we all meet today. We know that our connection with traditional owners of uh, and custodians of our land only enhances what we do in our programs and connects with our audiences every day. And I think I'm preaching to the converted when I say that uh, we're certainly thankful for um, for what they have cared for, that we can now revel in the um, the absolute enjoyment of being on country in Australia. Morning, niece. How are you, darling? <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to just talk a little bit about the voice and uh, I've got some exciting news. If you looked at your membership newsletter, you would already know, but uh, we do have a page full of resources, both on the yes and the no side so that you can be informed on the choice that you make in uh, in progressing your referendum vote. Um some of you know that I have also done the micro-credential in the Indigenous voice uh, to Parliament. You did it too, Nice? Yeah, awesome. was good, huh? Yeah, so Macquarie University uh, put it out there. It is a free micro-credential. And, um, look, I was so much more informed when I completed that. So I encourage everyone who's interested in really understanding more about this to jump online and be part of that um, but the exciting news I have is that our board met this week. Um, I was in Birigai at Canberra at Birigai Outdoor School uh, with Peter Kent and his team, and I jumped online to our board meeting at that location, and uh, we certainly raised the uh, the resolution to the board that we'd like um, to look at our position on The Voice. Peter Kent is on our First Nations committee, so he spoke to the board about uh, what the committee have come up with, and I was so uh, pleased that the board unanimously supported uh, exactly what you see on screen there, which is uh, that we support the Uluru Statement from the heart and, of course, then endorsing the yes vote uh, because we fully believe that our First Nations voice is a crucial stride towards that better policy decision. And by welcoming the voices of Indigenous communities, we enhance our industry's ability to incorporate diverse perspectives in our outdoor activities. So um, yeah, that's great news. And uh, as I say, we've got all of the content on our voice page for you to make your own informed choice. Uh, but certainly, uh, we have reflected our resolution in the vote for yes. 
ANSCO. We're going to talk a little bit about ANSCO codes today. So you might have received an email from me this morning, which uh, had our submission to this review. Now, today is the last day you can respond to the phase two or session two, I think they call it, or round two, it's on screen. Um, and that round two incorporates uh, the tourism codes. The next round will um, incorporate the sport and rec codes and, um, and the education, I believe. So it's really important that the industry submit into this process because we need to be heard. We have a big problem with our industry not being recognised in many different ways because of the ANSCO coding. It's quite diverse and I'll show you exactly what that means. Our guys across the industry have told us that they use the codes that you can see on screen. And that's not one page, it's two pages. 50 codes are being represented for our industry and they fall into different categories of the of various industries. So it might be sport, might be tourism, might be education, uh, might be administration, it might be coach driving, uh, right through to tour guiding. So it, it is quite diverse. And what's actually happened through those ANSCO codes and the history of what we've been putting down on tax returns and business registrations and all the ways we, we use these ANSCO codes is we have dissected the industry. So we are not noticed when it comes to things like identifying skill shortages, identifying the economics of the industry, and so and so forth. So it's like on the picture on screen, we're putting little cents into different jars, and it's not representative of the industry that we are part of. So what we want to get to is exactly the full jar. And by doing that, we're working with the ABS on this review. You would have uh, remembered a couple of weeks ago we had, um, uh, I'm trying to think of his name, Daniel from um, the Australian Bureau of Statistics who came on and described what the process was all about and why the review was so important. And he even highlighted in that that it is historical that we've been adding on, adding on, adding on codes without really a good strategy behind that, uh, that system or that framework. So what's happened is exactly what I've explained to many different industries, not just our own. So uh, with this review, and as I say, round two closes today. So if you've got five minutes, and that's literally all it's going to take, to jump onto the website, and I'll just put that website address up again. You can Google it. Um, it will be ANSCO Review Round 2. You can Google. It will come up. And you can certainly submit. Now, the email I sent you today at 8 o'clock this morning had our submission uh, attached to that email. That submission had a recommended structure that is somewhat like this. It's consolidating our industry into its own category. We have outdoor leaders, and you can see all the codes there that are represented by the old or the current system um, and where it could fit into our codes. Um, then the outdoor adventurous activity com competition side, that's got to be recognised for its different uh, skill sets but also its different career paths because remembering that careers are also another area that looks at the ENSCO codes. And actually, just on that, I want to give you an example. I was in Canberra this week. 
And I happened to find out the Careers Expo was on. I wasn't aware that it was. So I made sure that I went along and connected with whoever was exhibiting and to make sure that there was some representation from our industry. Uh, I went to the National Skills um, booth, which is the federal government. And uh, on, on their table, they had, um, if you're good at maths, if you're good at English, if you're good at all of these different things and what career paths uh, could be good for you as a student, because there was a lot of students walking around. There was a poster there that said, if you're good at outdoor education, what could you be? The only item that was relevant to our industry on that list of around 20 occupations was outdoor guide. Everything else was not representative of our industry. It did not mention any of our other jobs that are available in our system. So that's one example. So we've got to get this better because if we don't entrench into these different areas, it's not going to be representative in organisations like that that are out there promoting career paths uh, for our youth. So um, quite simple structure that I'm recommending, but pulling it out and putting it into our own um, subsector. And that's the, the last page there. So you can see it's a lot less codes, um, but it's, it's actually making it very relevant to our industry, knowing that uh, people that are connected to our industry are, are skilled in our qualifications and, uh, and they have that connection to getting people out into nature uh, for health, wellbeing and skill development. So um, let's hope that we have some success in this. I really, as I say, encourage you to please uh, jump onto that. Feel free to cut and paste whatever you like from that submission. The more they hear from, from the industry, the more they're going to see that it's warranted. Um, and then when round three comes up, we're going to be doing this again because obviously some of these codes will then be discussed in round three. Um, you might remember Daniel when he was on the session, he did encourage, didn't matter if it was not the codes that was for that round, just to make sure you actually responded. So I'm happy to take questions after, uh, well, actually I can take questions now to sort of um, not divert from the, the content before we get onto the next topic, uh, if anyone has any. Or do I get nods of approval or thumbs down, thumbs up? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Awesome. So um, if you want to reach out, feel free. Uh, and uh, we'll, as we go through to round three, we'll have um, also that opportunity as well. So don't feel you're going to miss out uh, today, but I still encourage you if you have got time to do so. Okay. Um, literally only two minutes before I started this, I just saw the recent uploads uh, reports come out. So I thought I'd share this with you. And this is really unprompted. I haven't even read this yet. <laughs> so if you haven't got your uploads um, infographic in your inbox, um, certainly we'll be posting it uh, through our members' newsletters very soon. But, um, yeah, let's have a look at the data. So this is the state and territory analysis from 18 to 23. Now, I want to preface this by saying that we know the tool of uploads is incredibly important for us understanding um, incidents and causes and uh, things that we can do better in the industry. What I have to say is if you're not using uploads, I really encourage you to, to look at it. Uh, from what I understand and looking at the data already, I can see a small uptake in a lot of areas. Um, look at Victoria's uptake, for example. If we look at total program participation days, they're up to close to 900,000 participation days. 
we are a very small fraction of that um, in New South Wales. We're probably around, looks about 30, 35% roughly of that. Um, but even more so, um, Queensland is less than half of us. Now, we know that uh, between the three states, there is not a big difference to participation days in the outdoors. So we've got to get better at this. And uh, certainly recording our participation days will be a start of that. Then we know that our incidence will be a true reflection um, in percentage-wise of what's actually happening uh, across the country. Um, anything anyone wants to call out that they're seeing on that report? Nothing that springs to mind. It's I'm going to need some time to go through this, but um, what highlights to me is uh, obviously it could be based on how many participation days, but certainly the state incident rates, um, looking at WA being the highest, Tasmania being the next highest, I can only say that that's probably reflective of the, uh, the data that's being inputted on participation days. But... Yeah, I'm going to have some time to consume this, but, um, yeah, I thought I'd share that with you. So if you're really interested in that, please um, make sure you jump on the website or um, look at your emails to get that. Okay, let's go into uh, more of what is happening. So Des uh, sorry, Outdoors New South Wales and ACT are partnered with NAVI. Uh, for all of those not in tourism and tourism tribe for those that are in tourism. Now, this is one and the same company. They support services in digital integration for businesses and uh, they have set up a system that can help both sides of our industry in getting more digital savvy. What does that mean? Well, everyone's heard about AI. We've, we've heard about it at the summit. We've heard about it online here at Connect and Shares. But there are so many more tools that are coming available at little to no cost to businesses to help automate your systems, to help improve your customer service, to just generally have a better operating business. But it's often the time that we have to spend in researching, understanding and connecting that with what we do every day. So what Navi and Tourism Tribe have done, and I've known these guys for quite some years and I trust them implicitly with their skills and ability in this area, they have packaged up um, an opportunity that you guys can um, be part of for a very discounted price to understand more about this and start plugging in the options that would suit your business. So again, you can save time, uh, improve your customer service, and, uh, and do a little bit more in marketing automation as well. So if you're interested, it's certainly through your portal. So jump onto your membership portal, go into members offers, and all of the links are there for you. Oh, and there's what it looks like in your membership portal. Okay, we've got our AGM coming up. Who would have thought another year gone? So uh, the 3rd of October will be our annual general meeting and it will be held at 3.30 uh, till 5 and hopefully we'll have some wonderful social networking for those that want to come in person. Um, the location will be in Sydney. We're just tossing up between um, an option at uh, our offices at Sydney Olympic Park or um, with uh, in Parramatta where it's more central and easier for people to get to. So we're just looking at some of those um, options at the moment. 
But uh, outside of that, uh, the annual general meeting, we have three board members standing down uh, from being directors, and we thank them so much for their efforts for, for many years. One, of course, was our past president, Martin Burney, who's contributed so much to Outdoors New South Wales and ACT long before I was here, and, uh, and his dedication to the industry is to be um, absolutely congratulated. And we also have uh, Stuart Cohen, who's standing down. Uh, his commitments uh, in work and life have just gotten a little bit more for him. So he will be standing down as a director. And uh, also we're sad to lose uh, Faith Bentley as well. So she was a, a school teacher in, ta in uh, Canberra. She's now a school teacher in Victoria. So um, the distance for her um, and her time has been limited. So she'll be standing down as well. So that opens up three opportunities for uh, new members of the board to come on. So if you're interested in being a director of Outdoors New South Wales and ACT, you just need to be a member of, with voting rights. So that's everything uh, from the individual level up. Uh, affiliate memberships, unfortunately, don't qualify you, but certainly from individual up, you can stand for the board. So I encourage you, if you're interested and uh, think you want to contribute to the, the strategy of our organisation, this might be a good opportunity for you. I will emphasise it is a voluntary role, um, but certainly rewarding. And, um, yeah, please nominate. And it's due end of August. So you've got a little bit of time up your sleeve. Climate change. Our Climate Change Committee have been discussing all of the different things that we can do as an industry to look at uh, mitigation and adaption. But one thing they're asking you is if you could jump on and do the next year's survey. We did a survey last year. You might remember that one to see what the sentiments from the industry were on climate change. We are doing that survey again because already we can see between the two years, sorry, the, the year in between, that a lot of that sentiment from you has changed. And to look at that and um, analyse that will impact what we do as a committee. So um, I encourage you, again, maybe when you're doing an ANSCO review, uh, add another five minutes to that and jump on to our climate change survey. The link is in your membership um, newsletters uh, or you can just simply go surveymonkey.com slash r slash climate change 2023. Speaking of affiliate memberships, as we were with the uh, board directors, our new affiliate membership uh, has been approved and is now accessible to people like teachers, educators, um, nature play um, providers, anyone that is of an individual that just wants to be connected with our, um, our offer, what we do, what we uh, stand for every day. It does not give you access to the organisational benefits nor the individual benefits that you get as a full member but it does keep you connected and we will be having some resources that the education committee uh, primarily will be uh, conducting for people of, uh, of that sort of area. So I encourage you to spread the word, uh, make sure that uh, we get some of those people on board and uh, it only supports the organisation in building that voice. And certainly when it comes to advocacy, having a lot of uh, these types of members behind us certainly supports our outcomes as much as it does with the business side as well. Um, so please feel free to spread the word on that one. 
The Strive for Sustainability scorecard, you might have heard a couple of times now, and I've got it in here because it, it is available pretty much until next year, but it is an option that people can look at, and it is a program between Destination New South Wales and Ecotourism Australia, but it is a program that can help you uh, look at your own sustainability and uh, certification in that area. That might be for your own satisfaction in understanding where you sit or benchmark yourselves against others, or it might be that you want to use it to promote your business to, uh, to the public. You might remember when Mark McCrindle spoke at the summit, he was talking about how our uh, consumers are now more savvy when it comes to choosing sustainable products and uh, products that have a sustainability message. So as that grows, and certainly Gen Alpha um, and our Z Gens are really in tune with this and forcing a lot of the other generations to change their ideas to support um, sustainability. So uh, I think I'm preaching again to the converted when we talk about this, but certainly we need to ensure that we are sending the right messages about our product and how we are changing our systems to be more sustainable for the future. The education program, uh, the Affinity and um, Outdoors New South Wales program will be launched in the, uh, the last week of August. So we're very excited to bring this to all of our members. Thank you to some of our members who have already been trialling this and giving us some great feedback to make this the, the best tool that it can be. But certainly what we um, have already discovered with this option is that people are finding out things that they didn't know or or they're just emphasising things that uh, certainly they have forgotten over the years. It's been a great tool to um, make sure that the insurance industry is supporting us in the development of what we're doing. And uh, from what I've heard, no one has been denied insurance that has gone through this program yet. So it has got some great outcomes uh, with it already. So we're talking with the federal government still around uh, what the next stage of this could be. Um, but we'll be very excited to finally get this to all of our members at the end of August. Conferences coming up. There's conferences everywhere, have you noticed? <laughs> so we've got the Australian Cancer Association Conference on the 20th to 22nd of September. That's in Adelaide this year. I'll be heading across. So any of our members that will be going to that, look forward to connecting with you there. Then there's the Forest School Conference brought to you by FSLI and uh, they are going to be doing that at Biragai Outdoor School, an amazing facility, and that's going to be on the 23rd of September. Looks like I'm going to be flying from Adelaide straight to Canberra by the looks of that one. Okay, and the AAEE National Conference is in Wollongong on the 25th to 27th. So your September's done and dusted. <laughs> so let's see what October and November bring us. But uh, just thought I'd highlight those for you in case you're interested. Um, early September, we do have the Careers Expo. And I have to say, if it's anything like the Canberra one, I'm really uh, looking forward to this. There was lots of buzz in Canberra and lots of school kids everywhere uh, looking at all the different options of their careers. Uh, this one's going to be at the Horton Pavilion and we have a number of our members coming along with us so it's it's going to be very um, great to see you all there. If you haven't booked yet and you do want to come along there is still room so uh, please let us know and we will lock you in. Um, I've got two sessions, one on day one, one on day two where I am presenting uh, in the, uh, the presentation theatre around careers in the outdoors. So um, yeah hopefully we'll get a little bit more interest in uh, 
in our career paths and send them straight to our stall so we can talk to them more about what's on offer here. And then coming up with our Connect and Shares, we've got uh, next week, and uh, thanks to Hugh Ward, who's going to be holding the fort for me um, on this one because he actually wanted spatial services to come along and explain why uh, our, our paper map system has literally um, gone and everyone is moving to online mapping. And uh, certainly for our industry, it's an interesting topic. So Hugh's asked them to come along and talk about that with you all. Um, I will be having a week off next week, so I will be absent um, and having a, a bit of a rest. So uh, I look forward to joining with you all on the following week where we're going to have Dave Alley. Now, Rue, you should know Dave Alley. Dave is is about to attempt the world record paddling um, from all the way down the Murray in November. So um, we're looking forward to having Dave on uh, online and talking about that. He is trying to advocate to get people outdoors and active. So right down our alley. So let's see uh, how that goes. And sorry about the pun there, Dave Alley, right down our alley. <laughs> and, uh, and then in September, um, we're talking about some serious items. The ADF case that just came out, we're going to have some a little bit of focus on that because that has impacts on you all. Um, and then on the 8th of September, we'll have Sarah from Omnia talking about how um, she works with organisations in getting people with disability into our space. And then on the 15th of September... We're going to have Tina. She's from Police New South Wales. She's a solicitor and she works with the coroner's court. She's going to give us a bit of a picture on what happens when we have an incident that goes through the coroner's court. Um, hopefully, well, we will have less and less of those and if not, I'd rather none. But it's really good for us to understand um, that process, uh, particularly when we already have um, some of those cases in the coroner's court um, very soon, if not already now. So, um, yeah, really interesting speakers coming up. And um, thank you all for joining us today. I'm going to close the recording and then um, open it up for general discussion with our members about what's happening with them. So have a great day, everyone. We look forward to seeing you next week. And um, go outside and get active. Take care.